Well, good morning, Sovereign Grace Baptist Church. This is Pastor Brian Owens. It is Mother's Day, May the 10th. It's been many weeks since we've been together. It's been almost eight weeks. But know that I continue to pray for you, that I miss you. We all miss each other. And I am. my heart is warmed by hearing stories of members of our congregation reaching out to one another, bringing groceries and gifts to one another, writing of cards, calling people regularly. I just love to see that God's people are being God's people and being together, even though they have to be apart. Let's continue to love on each other. Let's continue to pray for each other. And let's continue to pray for our church and our community as we move forward in this transition back to normal. It's going to be a long transition. It is not going to happen overnight. It's going to uh, proceed in steps and stages of caution as we move forward week by week. We will uh, assess the situation in the community with the uh, pandemic and just move forward slowly. Today, I would like for us to look at Isaiah chapter 43. Please turn to Isaiah chapter 43. We'll be reading verses 1 through 7 together. I believe that this passage of Scripture has much to tell us today in this season of uncertainty. Please read with me, beginning in verse 1. But now thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned. And the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt as your ransom, Cush and Seba in exchange for you because you are precious in my eyes and honored and I love you. I give men in return for you, peoples in exchange for your life. Fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east and from the west I will gather you. I will say to the north, give up, and to the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the end of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Pray with me, please. Dear precious God in heaven, we thank you for the words of comfort that you give us today through your servant Isaiah. Lord, in this time of isolation and separation, in this day and age where we are living week to week, and not looking forward much beyond that because there's so much uncertainty. God, I pray that the words of your servant Isaiah, that you speak through him, will be words of comfort to us, that we will be reminded, Father, that you have not forgotten us. And so, God, I pray that you would teach us today in your word and guide us in words of truth. Remind us today, dear God, of your glory and of who you are. And dear God, remind us that we are people who you love, and that is who we are. It is in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.
Isaiah the prophet now continues in his prophecies, his series of many prophecies knit together in this work. And we see that God is speaking through Isaiah, and there's two main messages in these seven verses that we need to pay attention to today and I think are very helpful. These two messages are, they start the same way with the idea of fear not, right? Don't be afraid. And God speaks to us through this passage in two ways. Number one, fear not, number one, because I have redeemed you, so we should not fear if we are the redeemed. And secondly, fear not, for I am with you. There's two different messages here of God reminding us that who we are and where he is. Let's take a look here in verse 1. But now thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, He who formed you, O Israel. Let's think here about what God is saying through His prophet Isaiah. He is reminding the people who are hearing this text, hearing this prophecy, of who God is. See, God speaks pointed and comforting words to His people those whom he created, those whom he formed. Whenever we see here, again, the combination of O Jacob, O Israel, throughout Isaiah's prophecy, that is a very repeated phrase, and it reminds us of Jacob being renamed Israel in Genesis chapter 35, and it is a reminder of the covenant that God has made with his people, the children of Israel. So when we see here in Isaiah 43, verse 1, But now thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, He who formed you, O Israel. This is a much deeper and broader meaning than just that God creates Jacob in the womb of his mother. It's as if God is reminding those in this prophecy of the covenant that God has made. And through his promise to Jacob and through his promise of renaming him Israel. He is creating Jacob and forming a new people through Jacob by calling him Israel. And so this covenant is a reminder of who God makes us to be. This idea of who created you and who formed you in verse 1 is not speaking of the universal creation of all that there is. It is more specific than that. It is only speaking about who God has made new. He who created you, he who formed you, as if he is regenerating you into a new person. That's the imagery here of the covenant where Jacob is renamed Israel, and all who come from him are then called the children of Israel. God regenerates and makes a people for himself. This is who he's speaking to. He's speaking specifically to a remnant, a leftover group of people who are loyal and dedicated to the Lord because God himself has made them his people. And so we begin here in verse 1, the first of two promises and, and comfort to his people. He says, fear not, for I have redeemed you. It's as if God is reminding the people who are hearing this, who they are. We as God's church, we, the Christians, the God's people, those whom he has redeemed, those whom God has saved, this message is for us too. Fear not, 
for I have redeemed you. In other words, don't be afraid because I have redeemed you. I have remade you. I have made you who you are. And so there should be no fear in you. It's a reminder to God's people that they have nothing to be afraid of, that they have security because they are no longer who they were. God, by choosing His special ones, His loved ones, He does so and He creates and remakes them into new people. That's the promise of salvation in Jesus Christ. You see, although God is allowing judgment on Israel in Isaiah's prophecy, this is what he's speaking about. God is promising a future judgment that was becoming upon his people Israel because they had turned their backs on him. But in the midst of that judgment, God always brings in these words of comfort by calling out to those who belong to him. Here in verse 1, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. See, these are words of a father to his children. These are words of love and comfort. As a father, as a parent, whenever I would have to bring judgment down upon my children and and point out to them their faults and what they had done wrong, their disobedience or, or not listening to instruction, You need, as times, as a loving parent to do that. You must point out things that the children have failed in, but you never do so in a way that you crush them. You do so in a way that is modeled after what God is doing here. Don't be afraid. You have nothing to be afraid about because you belong to me, and what's getting ready to happen is because I love you, but know that I am not throwing you away. That's what God is saying here in this passage. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by my name. You are mine. The identity of God's people is that identity that God himself gives them. He calls them by name as if they belong to him. You are mine. God is comforting those that he calls his remnant. See, God does not remember everybody by the name of who he wants them to be. We know this in Matthew chapter 7, verse 23, that God does not remember the names of some. At, at, the, at the throne, at the seat of judgment, there will be some that God remembers, and there will be some that he says, depart from me, for I never knew you. And that's the idea here in Isaiah chapter 43. God is calling out to those who he has a special connection with, a special love bond with. And those are the ones that God has called out, and those are the ones who return that love back to God. And he continues here in verse 2, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. You see here in verse 2, God is continuing these words of comfort to his beloved, those that he calls his own. And he's reminding them in verse 2 with imagery of water and fire. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers they shall not overwhelm you. You see the idea of water and fire in Scripture. This is imagery of misery. These are allegories metaphors 
of all that brings us misery. And can we just be honest with ourselves? The human condition is full of discomfort and misery often. And God is reminding us in his word here that even when you are passing through the waters, you're not going to go alone because I'm with you. When you're going through the rivers, they're not going to overwhelm you and wash you away. When you walk through fire, that's not going to harm you. You're not going to be burned. Water and fire, all misery, whenever we're going through difficult times, whenever we are miserable, whenever we are uncomfortable, whenever we are going through a life situation that is beyond our control and overwhelming, God is reminding us in his word here that he will be with his people. He will be with the love, his loved ones through the waters, through the fire. Does it mean that God is going to protect us from all misery? Let's make sure we see this very, very clearly. God does not say here in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 2, that I will cause all misery and all pain and suffering to pass away from you and never touch you. That's not what this passage says. What it says is that when you go through the misery, when you go through the fire, when you go through the difficult times, I'm going to be with you. Whenever things go wrong, whenever you are sinking, whenever you are burning up, remember that I am with you. You see, we see in Matthew chapter 14, as Jesus is walking on the waters, he Peter calls out to Jesus and says, if it's you, call to me and let me walk to you on the water. And we know that Peter walks out on the water in Matthew chapter 14, verses 26 to 30. But Peter eventually begins to sink in the midst of walking on the water. And Jesus rescues him and gives him comfort, and he reminds him of who he is. And so God is saying here in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 2, when you're walking through the waters, when the rivers are coming over you, I'm right there with you, and I'm going to hold you up, and you're not going to sink. You're not going to be washed away. Because here's the reality of our human life. One misery will often lead to more. In other words, misery and discomfort is never-ending. When we are delivered from one misery situation, there's another one waiting for us somewhere. And God is reminding us that we are delivered by His hand in the midst of that misery and in that, and that pain and discomfort. We are supported by God's grace and we are fortified by patience in the midst of the circumstance that is overwhelming us, in the midst of the misery. God is saying, I am there with you. Be patient and let me strengthen you. Now he continues in verse 3 and reminding those in this prophecy and reminding us of who he is because sometimes in the midst of our miseries and in our overwhelming situations, we can forget who God is. And so in verse 3 of Isaiah 43, God says this, For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt as your ransom. Cush and Seba in exchange for you because you are precious in my eyes. You see what's happening here in verse 3 and 4? God is reminding us of who we depend upon. 
Number one, in verse two, he's, re he's reminding us of the miseries that we go through. We're not going to go through them alone. He'll support us in the midst of that and rescue us from it. But then in verse three, he says, it's because I am the Lord, your God, your Savior. And let me remind you of what I do for you. In verse three, he says, I give Egypt as your ransom, Cush and Seba in exchange for you, or Cush could also be seen as Ethiopia. What is this referring to? This is referring to 2 Kings chapter 19, where God directs the enemies of his people, the enemies of Israel in Egypt, in Ethiopia, and in Seba, and surrounding nations. God directs these enemies of, his, of God's people to destroy one another. God causes the enemies of God's people to actually go to war and destroy one another in order to save his people Israel and to protect them. That's an amazing, that's what God is reminding us here in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 3. I give Egypt as your ransom, Cush and Seba in exchange for you. Look at how I have protected you. <laughs> and verse 4, because you are precious in my eyes and honored and I love you, I give men in return for you peoples in exchange for your life. That's a reminder that God will cause evil nations and evil people to destroy one another as an act of salvation and protection for his loved ones to keep the evil away from them. Now let's go forward here and just be reminded that God's covenant is a very important thing here in verse 3 and 4. The reason that God loves his people, the reason that God protects his people is that this covenant that he has made with his people Israel is the fact that God chose them just like he chooses you and me and he's made a covenant with us through the blood of Jesus Christ and he's going to hold us precious. He's going to protect us and hold us dear. He's going to walk through us in the midst of difficulty because God is always who he is in despite the fact that we as human beings are estranged from him. We change. We turn away. We cause many of our own problems. But God does not change. And he's reminding his people here that the covenant I made with you is not going away. He's going to hold his promise. He's going to hold his end of the bargain because you're precious in my eyes and I love you. And I will sacrifice other evil men in return for you. That's how precious you are to me. Now, the second promise here, the second words of encouragement that God gives begins here in verse 5. The first fear not was in verse 1. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. The second is fear not, for I am with you. So there's two reasons to not be afraid. Number one, we are God's people. God reminds us that he redeems us. The second is, don't be afraid because I am with you. Those are the words of God. Fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east, and from the west I will gather you. Verse 6, I will say to the north, give up, and to the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the end of the earth. You see, there's language here in verses 5 and 6 of God reminding us that he is always with his people no matter where they are. We are scattered people right now in the church. We are scattered families and friends and co-workers. And verses 5 and 6 and 7 here of 
Isaiah 43, is pointing to the same thing. It is pointing to a scattered people, but no matter how far apart God's people are, God is reminding us here in verse 5, I am with you. So today, as we are not worshiping together, today, as people are at home together with their families, isolating from one another cautiously as we need to for the time being, remember that no matter how far away we are, God is with each and every one of us at the same time. That's the reminder here in these verses. Because this is language of regathering a scattered people from around the earth. That's what we see here in verses 5 and 6. Because God says, I will bring your offspring from the east, and from the west I will gather you. I will say to the north, give up, and to the south, do not withhold. So he's, this is language of distance, north, south, east, and west. I want to gather my people together. He says, I'm going to bring my sons from afar, scattered throughout the earth, and my daughters from the end of the earth. And verse 7 is very important. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whole I formed and made. So who is it that God is going to regather together? (laughs) It's everyone who is called by my name, according to the Lord. Those who are called by God's name through His Son, Jesus Christ, everyone who's called Christian because God has redeemed them through the blood of His Son. That is a very significant point here in verse 7. Who is it that God is regathering? Who is it that God is calling back together? Everyone who is called by my name, His Son, Jesus Christ, and then God the Father. And it's also in verse 7, it's whom I created for my glory, whole I formed and made. It's a reminder of who God makes us to be. It's a, it's a bookend. Verse 7 is a bookend to verse 1. Do you remember in verse 1? As God is reminding his people Israel, but now thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel. In verse 7, he uses the same language. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whole I formed and made. This idea of your creator and is the one who formed us. It's the same idea here. The people he's calling back together are those whom he has made, who he has formed into new men and women through the blood of his son, Jesus Christ. That's you and me, the church. You may be scattered and distant right now and not be part of the church, but God is calling for you too. These are words of comfort and security for all who feel fear and anxiety right now. You may have lost your job this week. You may not know what tomorrow brings. You may be facing eviction from your home. You may not even know how your kids are going to go to school after the summer session. God is a God who loves His people, and He calls us and He makes us new. If God makes us new in the blood of His Son, Jesus Christ, as Jesus died for us on the cross and restores us to grace through Jesus, through, to the Father, then we are His people. These are words of comfort. But if you are afraid, and these words don't bring you comfort, I would say that God is still working on you. 
You're hearing his word right now. You're hearing his call to come back home. And if you do, God says this, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. That's a promise of a loving father to his people. Are you one of his beloved? Pray with me, please. Father God, we thank you for the comforting words that you give us through your servant Isaiah. God, I do pray that you will remind us, number one, of who we are. And if we are in the blood of Christ, if we have been forgiven of our sins, then we are your redeemed because you have made it so. And that's an important thing to remind us of. And you're going to be with us in the midst of our turmoils. You're going to be in the, with us in the midst of the flood waters and the fires. You're not going to, maybe, you're not going to avoid those things for us but you will be with us in the middle of it. But then also, Father, we thank you that you remind us that you are always with us and that you always call us back together in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray for your blessing on every member of Sovereign Grace Baptist Church. I pray for your blessing on everyone who is hearing these words, that you would love each and every person who hears them, that you would call each and every person back home. I pray for your loving protection over us, God, as we take steps to move forward as a church to begin worshiping together in public. I pray for your love over us. I pray for your mercies over us. Guide us with your wisdom. And please, dear Lord, protect us with your hand. It is in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to today's message from the Word of God. Here at Sovereign Grace Baptist Church, we are here to help our community to be the light of Christ to all in this area. Please take hope and comfort in the fact that this season that we're in is temporary. It will come to an end. And when it does, Jesus Christ will be glorified. At Sovereign Grace Baptist Church, we will open our doors to public worship every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. and every Wednesday at 6 p.m. To find out more about our church, please visit our website, SovereignGraceBaptist.org. May God bless you and may He keep you safe.